Welcome to the InVibe Live Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We will offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at InVibeLife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you are here. Hello, welcome to InVibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. We are coming at you off the cuff a little bit today, but not really. Um, When we have topics that come up in the podcast over and over again, it kind of makes the two of us say, whoa, that feels like something that we need to go a little deeper into. And that's happened this time. And the topic, I think the very broad topic that's come up recently has been relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Relationships that pop up in our lives, maybe for a second, very meaningful relationships in our lives, maybe soulmates or partnerships or things like that, and why they're here and what do they mean and what are we going to learn from them. And so we decided to bring that on the podcast as our conversation today. And we really didn't compare a lot of notes beforehand. We're just kind of going into this to explore what the other is thinking about it and see where the conversation takes us. And Cheryl, I know this has been something that's really, really been coming up for you. So what what is kind of behind, do you think, what's coming up for you? Well, first I want to say I love that we didn't compare notes. And I, I love that we're just going going off the cuff mm-hmm. with this because that's really how In Vibe Life Conversations completely got started. So. Right. This is fun. Um, Soul relationships is the term that I have feel like I have brought up many times in our previous podcast. And that kind of is what drew us to make that the in-depth conversation today. So I'm going to start with how I would define a soul relationship. To me, I think that someone I have a relationship on a soul level is someone that we possibly made an agreement before we came into this world that we were going to assist each other in growing to be better people together. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's a feeling that, um, it makes me, I, I just feel like that's a person I'm drawn to, to maybe go to with issues or troubles and they help me. We grow together in that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be a partner as far as like, your spouse or right. And I think that, that's how a lot of people think of yeah, my soulmate. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I, tr- truly, I felt like that too, prior to right. Me diving too. my Me life too. into this. And, and, you know, I do think that that's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing, but you can have that with a friend or a coworker or somebody else. Um, maybe somebody that you're hiring as a therapist, you know, that sort of thing that could be a soulmate, but just a different term or a different physical connection on this planet than it was, but the soul is still connected the same. Okay. And so here is what I have been trying to distinguish or differentiate as I've been organizing my thoughts for this podcast is I agree with absolutely everything you just said. 
but I'm going to take it further because I think that every single thing, every single person, every single dog, you can hear mine chewing their snacks that are <laughs> hopefully keeping them quiet in your life. Every circumstance, every event is there for a divine reason and purpose and to teach you something. So does that mean every single relationship in your life is a soul relationship? Well, I mean, I think if you define it that way, yes. And I, I agree with you that everything is here to help us grow mm-hmm. and be better people or, you know, better, fr- you know, better people, better human beings. I feel that way. Um, it's whether we, um, so th- those that I feel as I would define mm-hmm. soulmates are people that I want to keep in my life because they are helping me along in this journey. And I think you said the word deeper somewhere mm-hmm. in there. So it's a little bit deeper or yes. more meaningful of a connection. Here's where I do want to um, broaden that a little bit though. And that's, I've heard a lot of people or teachers I've worked with talk about our soul families. Yeah. And that's where it's not just um, a soul mate in particular, but there may be, if you believe that maybe you've been incarnated before and that's a step for a lot of people yes but even if not i think you can find i was some, thinking it but i wasn't gonna, I, I wasn't know, going there but it's okay can, to go there i think you can find some useful information though even if you don't believe yes. that and i'm a little bit equivocal yes. on like what i think about that personally yeah. but that you kind of have um souls that you experience more than one maybe incarnation with or maybe, again, if you don't believe that you have multiple experiences on the earth, you might at least believe that we are all in a greater, um, higher space before we come into this earth and we go back to that place when we leave this earth. And I would say I think a lot of people would be okay with that. feel that and we have other souls that are part of that whole experience with us and are meant to be part of that whole experience with us in this world and beyond this world. And so to me, that's the distinction that in this world and beyond this world maybe is a distinction for it. And in those soul families, again, maybe there is something that um, you both are here on this earth to learn and you can help each other learn it. And one thing I want to say about it is I don't necessarily think it's someone that you keep in your life or want to keep in your life. It can even be a negative existence in your life, but you were supposed to learn something very profound from that person or resolve something very profound from that Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. um, being with you. And so I do think that there can be many different dynamics in a soul relationship, And it doesn't mean you're walking on fairy dust and rose petals the whole time when you're with that person. Because that, I do think, is the connotation of soulmates a lot. It's like, we're going to be so enamored with one another that nothing can ever be wrong or negative. And I don't even, you know, and I just celebrated my 29th wedding anniversary, even with a very long, lifelong relationship like I've had, there are ups and downs and there are things that... You are just in lockstep off and thing on and things that you will never agree on in, in every relationship, no matter how meaningful mm-hmm. or deep it is. But I think a one such as like you know a marriage that is successful in my terms, one that continues to make it through those mm-hmm. obstacles and continues to grow through it, 
is how you handle the conflict, Mm -hmm. you know, and a soul relationship in my terms, not, not giving it a soul relationship to everyone in my life, but those that I'm giving like an actual relationship I want in my life. When the conflict happens, how do we deal with it? Mm -hmm. How do we manage it? And so I think that answering that how question, the first step to me is the relationship you have with yourself. Mm. And that's one that we haven't talked about. Yeah. But I think that relationship that you have with yourself, when you start to recognize the difference between your soul talking to you and your ego talking to you, this is the first relationship in order to make other relationships better, effective, growing in a healthy manner. You have to look at the relationship you're having with yourself and have accountability for yourself. Mm. You know, I, so I think that that's a big, I really think that was such a profound. Yeah. A lot of people Mm -hmm. don't look at that relationship. Well, and honestly, people don't sometimes because we, we're just not trained to look at it a little bit. Nobody talks about it because it can be, you might not like what you see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some days not so bad. Other days mm-hmm. you're like, what was I thinking? You yeah. know? Totally. So, and so, and when you do that, and again, I would advocate for moments of stillness, yeah. meditation, quiet, journaling, and you know, there are a lot of people out here who can help you look at yourself mm-hmm. in those ways too. And it, it can I just can't stress how valuable it's been to me to have people in my life who help me. It's huge. Look at that. Um, whether it be a friend or a counselor, therapist, or someone I pay to be in that role in both cases. And by the way, I think some of those people I've paid to be in my life, as you mentioned, are just as meaningfully a part of my soul family as because, you know, payment is an exchange of energy. They're giving me a certain kind. I'm giving them a certain kind. And, Everyone has to pay their mortgage, you know, no, it's a good, uh, relationship. I think, um, something keeps coming to mind. So I've been reading Brene Brown's book Mm -hmm. called dare to lead. Mm -hmm. And one of the stories she tells in there is about this author that talks about, you know, being frozen and not being able to just sit down and get that first draft written. And Mm -hmm. so the author termed it, we never cuss on this podcast, but she did. So. Your shitty first draft, your SFD, your shitty first draft, right? And so you just write that down and you write everything that's coming and you don't care because no one's going to ever see it. So, and then from there you can continue to write. So what Brene uses that story for is she talks about, so the minute sort of conflict happens that the first thing that goes through your head is your SFD. Right? It's the story you you put around it. You're like, what? I asked this person to do that, and they don't. Well, they must disrespect me. They must this. They must that. What else have they done? You know, the story just goes boom. So you have to be like, okay, that is my SFD. Let's take that back. You know, 75% of that's probably not true. Right? So that, I think, is backpedaling and trying to find the relationship with yourself. Like, okay, I was triggered. This is my ego. This is my soul. Let's rewrite this story. Mm-hmm. And what if we, you know, what, you know, just change in the story a little bit. And that is kind of that talking through that relationship we're going to have with ourselves forever. Well, and as you know, one of my 
of recent years sort of pet peeves or triggers of mine is people bringing up their triggers. Oh, <laughs> A little bit. And yeah. not if it's in a meaningful way. Like if you and I are talking and you say, well, this, this triggered really me. triggered me. I'm really trying to figure out why and what I'm trying to learn from it. Oh, my goodness. My wheelhouse. Let's have yeah, that let's conversation for hours and hours, and I'm in my happy place. <laughs> if it's that triggered me, therefore I shouldn't do it, mm. or that triggers me, therefore I need to avoid it, or that triggers me, they're wrong. Right. That triggers me. Blame. Putting it on. Yeah. Else. Blame. Putting not using that trigger to say what am I personally supposed to learn from it? It truly has nothing to do with that other person, or even circumstance, or the bill that got lost in the mail, whatever. It has nothing to do with that thing or person or creature or as my dog walks up or whatever. It, it has to do with a lesson or a curriculum you're supposed to be learning. Therefore, again, be grateful for the trigger yes. and the opportunity to learn and grow because there's something there for you to get out of it. And if God put that person in your life in order to trigger you, it's just the opposite. You should embrace that. Mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't mean that you need to be lovey-lovey with everyone in your life. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it doesn't mean you need to keep everyone in your it life. It does not. And I mean, I, I've had some very difficult um, breaks in relationships or just let me put a little bit of an insulation around me and that person in in a few even very close relationships in my life to protect myself. But here's the difference. I bear that person no ill will. Right. And I, um, in fact, have even used those circumstances to connect further with my soul and my um, learnings here. And even go as far as to, you know, write something like, thank you for the opportunity opportunity to learn and grow from this person. Thank you for the opportunity to learn and grow from this pain I had, even from this relationship. I'm now ready to learn everything I've learned from this relationship and move on to only learn from love and joy. Mm-hmm. You know, go mm-hmm. as far as to really make that pronouncement to God, to the universe, to that other soul even. Yes. Um, yes. And so you yes. can move on. And then that those souls, even I think that you sever relationships with what I would advocate is flood them with as much love as possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be, because again, be grateful for what you needed to learn from them. Understand that maybe they're struggling with something they need to learn or whatever it is. Just love, 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 love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and wouldn't you rather be walking around in a bubble of love than a bubble of bitterness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bitterness, shame, hate, all those things. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like when you're walking around in that bubble, that's not love that, uh, that's, that is a reflection of the relationship you're having with yourself. Hi, it's Amy. If you're enjoying the content you're hearing on this podcast, then Cheryl and I hope that you'll go check out our website at inviblife.com. On the website, you will find tons of articles, our archive podcast, links to our social media, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all where you can find more information on curating the life you most want in order to live in vibe. We hope you'll check it out. So let's talk about this. And like I said, I've been with my husband since I've been 18 years old. We've been married for 29 years. So I'm speaking kind of not from something I've done before. However, from something I think is important. 
and it's contracts you make with other souls. Um, the biggest example of that being a marriage. Right. And so if you go into a marriage, and particularly I think if you felt there was a spiritual component to that marriage ceremony where you were saying, I do, to that other soul, you kind of have a spiritual binding there. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that even if, if that marriage um, needs to move on to another form, so in other words, you need to divorce or, right. or separate or leave right. that relationship, make sure you end the spiritual component of that relationship as well as the legal component. Because I think a lot of people divorce, and I, I've, I've heard people speak about this, and that's how it's come to my attention, even though it isn't a personal thing I've gone through, but I, I just know so many people in my life, when I look at them, I think, you know, I can see where that could have helped or been yeah. important for them. Yeah. For your closure, I would say whether you hold a ritual for yourself or maybe with the aid of someone hold a spiritual ritual yeah. for yourself, a transition ceremony, write that letter. I would like to end this yes. soul contract on a spiritual level, maybe even burn it. I don't know. I would take that extra step or that extra rite of passage. And again, do it in love. Thank you for everything I learned from this. Maybe even thank you for the children that came from this. What, Whatever you're grateful for, I have now learned everything I need to learn from it. And I would yeah. like it to just be peaceful yes. for the rest of our lives here on earth. See if that might make a difference. I, I know, again, I haven't done that with um, a spouse before, but I have done that with um, maybe other relationships in my life that have been painful to me and I've needed to move past. And it brought me such peace. So I have a fascinating story to tell. Oh, um, Holly Shamir, who's been on our podcast before and talked a lot about the heart stuff. I guess it's been maybe a year. It was last summer. She had a ceremony at her house for a group of women who were making, were, who were basically making commitment to themselves. Mm. And she emailed us all this form to kind of like write a letter to yourself and what you're committing to. And, you know, it's basically like as if you were doing a marriage to somebody else, but to yourself, oh. you know, wow. and it was beautiful. She had it set and everyone took their turn and got up and talked about it. And, you know, it was a group of like 10 women or so. It, it was interesting. It was really a, a ceremony like you're talking about, but this well, we was have on another a friend level. and teacher. Her name is Julie Haber and you can find her out there. I'm hoping to get her on the podcast. We've had a lot of schedule conflicts in mm-hmm. the last year, but she very much believes in the power of rights. Yeah. Um, in any circumstance. Yeah. Uh, maybe you have a, made a milestone birthday or, um, yeah, a transition in your life. Maybe you're an empty nester all of a sudden. Maybe right. you are ending a relationship. Whatever it is that having that extra right or ritual really can add layers and meaning and richness to, to all of that or help you through a transition that may or may not be difficult. It may be joyful, but whatever. But recognizing this is a new season or this is a new phase. Yeah, that's, I think that's important because I and think it's that, beautiful, you know, and it's just, it's part of self-care because yeah. it's giving yourself the time to honor those things in your life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. appropriately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I think that's, that's really good stuff. I think it also gives people closure. Because I mean, when we when we do transition to a new business of our life, there can be some sadness with that. 
Right. But I think, uh, and and that's okay mm-hmm. to have that. But I think if there's a little bit of closure around it, then the joy of the new phase comes quicker. Right. And and just peace in the transition. Mm-hmm. Peace in the transition. And, you know, like we've been talking about people. I will say, you know, there's, I've owned many houses in my life. My husband and I buy and sell a lot of real estate and houses. There's one that I was very sad when we moved out of. And you know this. Mm-hmm. And I had a really hard time leaving it, but for just different business reasons and the maintenance and upkeep and life. It's what needed to happen in our lives at that point as a part of my big soul relationship with my husband and what we jointly did. But I had a really hard time and I had to do some of these things to break up with that house because Mm -hmm. I was so emotionally tied to it. And I know it sounds crazy, but that's even something that seemingly trivial. It's just a house. It's not a human being, right? I was having a hard time getting past it. And so I employed some of these same techniques, wrote it down. Thank you for the opportunity to have had a house. I loved this much for the time I did and all the memories and love that were there and, you know, did that sort of ritual for myself. Yeah. I love that. I think it's great. Um, and it helped. It, it, did it help. helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think it's very valid that people do have connections to physical items mm-hmm. because those physical items represent times in your life. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, you know, everybody has that. I think it's part of our memories and life. And I think it's healthy, mm-hmm. you know, to have those relationships. Um, so I talked about the internal relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. And now I want to talk a little bit about the relationship with other people. Okay. I think when you choose to make an effort and work on your own relationship, I think that helps all the relationships around mm-hmm. you drastically Definitely, because you tend to look at other people differently. You don't look at them as, oh, why did they do that to me? Well, they didn't do it to you, right? You know, you then start to look right. at people like what's going on in their life. Maybe Maybe they need a little more love at this point or, Ooh, why did that? What do I need to work on? If that triggered me Mm -hmm. that you talked about that, but, um, I have found there, I have a couple of people in my life that I would define as that soulmate, soul relationship, you know, and one of the things that I find in these relationships, those are the people I can go to with, um, and I think that each of them have a different, like I would go to one person with, Ooh, if this is going on, that's who I usually go to. If this is going on, I go to this one. If this mm-hmm. is going on, I go to that one. So I have that sort of thing. But when I go to them with it, I leave better, more educated. I feel better. I have mm-hmm. better, I have more ideas. I think about it differently. And I think all of those people that I go to with these sort of deep, big things in my life, I think all of them feel comfortable maybe telling me what I don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I have to admit, when my husband tells me what I don't want to hear, <laughs> I have a much harder time being like, oh, well, you know, maybe he's right. Where when my girlfriends tell me what I don't want to hear, I'm like, oh, okay, they're, they're right, right? That, that, mm-hmm. That's right. Where he he's my first like, ah, oh, he's so wrong. <laughs> yeah. It takes me a while to get back to him. Wait till it starts <laughs> to be your children. Yeah, so mine are not older, there yet. Yeah. yeah. Telling you, mm-hmm. and then like, it's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There have been a few little moments where I'm like, oh, they're so smart, they're so right, but they're not like mine are not. They're still young enough that it, I still get the oh, I love you, mom, and the sweet, the sweet side. Right. You know, they haven't totally turned into turkey teenagers yet. Mm-hmm. You know, well, 
Okay, so here's the thing about what you just said. And it goes hand in hand with working on yourself and working on your relationships. To have those sorts of really deep and meaningful relationships in your life, at least in my experience, I found it takes being a little bit intentional about it. Yeah. And and wanting it, like desiring those real, you know, you can't just say, I want a really deep relationship in my life, but the only thing you're spending time on doing is going out and partying with a group of 20 on the weekends. That can be fun and have its place and maybe people from that group are going to develop into this really more deep, meaningful, but it, it takes time and maybe a different kind of person, maybe a different kind of pace to find those relationships that I think are more often than not one-on-one. If there's a group of you out there like that, I'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on. That'd be so beautiful to see. And for me, they've yeah. been more um, one-on-one and I don't know what you think, but like when you said they're different people, for me, they're usually people from very different places too. Yeah. Like they're not all intertwined. It's like Mm -hmm. this person's, and you you kind of find, Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like finding different parts of yourself. Yeah, and in I different think we areas all of your life. have different mm-hmm. parts of ourselves. Like mm-hmm. I have my home self. I have myself that's with my friends. I have myself that's at work, right? right. So those are think different pieces of my life. And I think each person knows me in a different part of my life. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's very fascinating. And then you have the people like your husband. He's known you since you were 18. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, so he's seen you in many phases of your life. For sure. Because think of from 18 to 50. And then, and I think that that's also why it is so hard, I think, to have a really long relationship. Because we're different people. You become different people. And Mm -hmm. and then you have to almost re connect over and over and over again. Over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Uh And that's the beauty of like also a soul relationship. Mm -hmm. You grow and evolve together Mm -hmm. instead of apart and apart is not necessarily a bad thing right it's not a bad thing i agree with that there's seasonal relationships i do too you know and uh and there's just very few that i think you continue to grow through this life to the end with Mm -hmm. you know fascinating but But it doesn't make it doesn't make some of those in the past any less sacred like I think of some even friends I had and I just maybe lost touch with but I feel so much love toward I mean yeah how awesome they were I almost feel more like they're more present in my life today than they actually are because they were so meaningful Mm -hmm. to me at the time Mm -hmm. they were Uh, this is going to be a little different but I want to talk about this as another soul to soul kind of relationship Mm -hmm. Often I feel like when things are going on in our friends or our family's lives and we feel helpless, like there's nothing we can do. Like, oh, so-and-so is really sick and I'm really just at the mercy of whatever happens, Mm -hmm. right? And then what helps me instead of going to God in prayer of please help, please help, please help. And I I, don't give me, I still do that. Mm -hmm. But I also, when maybe it's say it's another person going through depression or something, Mm -hmm. I sometimes will try and visualize in my mind that my soul is having a conversation with their soul. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and when the two souls can meet and come together and maybe that interaction or mediation is happening on a spiritual scale that is not seen here, Mm -hmm. you know? And so 
you know, I don't know, that helps me. I do that too. You know, you know I soul to soul conversations, <laughs> even if it's someone who perhaps those friends we said are, you know, viewing a certain situation differently than you are try to at least have a spiritual conversation with their spiritual realm. And I know we're going a little out there, even if it's just to bring yourself peace though. But you know, I I do believe you're able to connect with people on Mm -hmm. that level and say, you know, I hope you can help him, her understand how much I love them. And, um, you know, would love for us to be in a better place or whatever it is. I, I do that same thing. Especially if I feel like I'm out of control. Yeah. Because there's a lot of realm. Well, think Mm -hmm. about it. We have zero control of other people's actions, words. We have zero control. We can only control ourselves. And this is one of the hardest things. This is a hard lesson to learn, especially as a parent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and because like what you were saying, sometimes you cannot help someone. Learning that it's not your thing to solve Maybe just mm-hmm. to love and support, but not to solve is such a, such a hard mm-hmm. lesson to learn, mm-hmm. especially if you see someone in pain mm-hmm. that you love and you just want to take it away mm-hmm. and you can't. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. as a parent child relationship, that's really hard because or parents, spouse yeah. or yeah, yeah. parent maybe. Yeah. yeah. You want to, mm-hmm. you want to take it on so they don't have to deal. They don't have to. Right. You know, so I think this is a good conversation about. Mm-hmm. all the different variables within a soul relationship mm-hmm. and how, you know, it can look many different ways and you can define it in many different ways. And maybe people listening are defining it in a different way than what you and I are. Right. And that's great too. I'd love to hear other perspectives on it. I know there are a lot of great books out there about soul relationships. There are, and even twin flames. And I mean, mm-hmm. it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. What I'd say that I hope people take away from this is just maybe thinking about their relationships in these terms. And perhaps if you would like um, deeper relationships in your life, setting that intention intention, and mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. looking for those components and other relationships and doing what you can do for yourself yep. to help attract it to you. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you know anyone out there who might benefit from this podcast, please share it. Subscribe to our channel so that every time we put out a new podcast, you hear it and you get notified that we've put something else out. We have lots of good stuff coming up. So share the information and let us know if you liked it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining our conversation today. For more information or to learn more about InVibe Life, we hope you'll visit us at www.invibelife.com. You can find links and show notes for this episode on our podcast page. Please like, follow, and leave a review for our podcast. We hope that you will listen again soon.